0: Welcome to CME on ReachMD. This episode is part of our Minute CE curriculum. Prior to beginning the activity, please be sure to review the faculty and commercial support disclosure statements, as well as the learning objectives.
1: Hello and welcome. My name is Dr. Atul Malhotra. This session is entitled Roundtable Safety and Efficacy Data, on new therapies for excessive daytime sleepiness in obstructive sleep apnea. I'm the research chief for pulmonary critical care sleep medicine and physiology at the University of California, San Diego. I'm a professor of medicine here doing research and patient care related to sleep apnea and other conditions. I'd like to introduce my friend, Dr. Naomi Shah.
0: Thank you, Atul. Um, my name is Naomi Shah. As Atul mentioned, I'm in New York City at the Icon School of Medicine. I'm a professor of medicine and also the system vice chair of faculty affairs for the Department of Medicine, and it's a pleasure to be here.
1: Great, thank you. I'd like to learn from your experience in uh, sleep apnea. So, if you see a patient on CPAP who has residual sleepiness, what's your thought process?
0: Yeah, usually the, the first thought is are they using their CPAP enough? And once we've sort of established that and they are using it to um, a degree that I'm satisfied, which is usually at least four hours, but ideally for the entire sleep duration, if their residual H.I. is less than five, um, and I've established that they're getting enough sleep, I'm, I'm looking to see if there are any other potential alternatives that I can offer, either medications or other behavioral interventions to help improve that.
1: you find the downloads quite helpful in that context to assessing those patients?
0: Absolutely. They're, they're critical.
1: Okay. And do you find other sleep disorders come up? Some people, people talk about narcolepsy or other conditions that may be uh, coming into play, or do you find that residual sleepiness is common in sleep apnea with or without um, you know, other conditions coming into blood?
0: Yeah, I think insufficient sleep is really the big one that comes up. A lot of times they're just not sleeping enough. Uh, in terms of sleep disorders, insomnia is a big one, at least in our population here in New York City. So those two are really the, the main ones that come up.
1: Yeah, and then if you are reaching for pharmacology, what's your thought process there?
0: Yeah, so I'm usually reaching for the ones that I'm familiar with, the ones that I was trained with, and so they're typically modafinil or modafinil. Um, I am finding that I'm using solriamfetol more, uh, primarily in my uh, patient population that are on oral contraceptives, because uh, that's that's a nice one. You don't have to worry about checking all of the different devices or potential oral OCPS. So that's that's a that's one of the main features that I reach for sulfonylflutol, but I'm still very comfortable with using medifentanyl or medifentanyl just because of the track record.
1: Yeah, I have that issue as well. Medifentanyl um, midafin and armadafinil interfere with birth control pills, and their geratogenics. teratogenic. Yes. So, kind of call it double whammy. I'm quite careful about using those drugs in premenopausal women.
0: Yeah, and up until we had sulfonylflutol, it was really disappointing to have these conversations and try to figure out which which D is potentially safe or not safe. You know, OCPs are easier, but the IOPs I found, you know, I had long conversations with the pharmacist to figure out whether an action does make a difference at all.
1: Yeah. And that's not really the skill set of many sleep physicians. It's something I, I was very familiar or with.
0: Or it is for that <laughs> rather.
1: <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. And uh, do you have insurance issues getting coverage for the newer medications?
0: Not usually. I think as long as we've established that they've tried these drugs and they haven't really responded, or there's clear contraindications, we haven't had too many. But it's not like I have hundreds of patients on these new meds. This is obviously still a new area, so most of my colleagues and I are having, you know, very little difficulty getting this approved compared to, for example, Zyram or you know, uh, sodium oxybate. That's a much sort of a bigger problem in terms of getting approval, getting the paperwork done.
1: Yeah. Agreed. And I I don't know if it's referral bias or what, but I see a lot of patients that don't do well with modafinil who then come for seeking alternative therapies. And maybe it's just the ones who are happy with modafinil don't necessarily come to see me. But do you find that as well, that there's a a patient switching from one drug to another because of incomplete efficacy?
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. We see that all the time. And it was very hard because you just kept going back and forth between modafinil or modafinil and then you went back to sort of the stimulants, which I was never a big fan of.
1: Yeah, I agreed. How about with side effects? Have you had much experience with solriamfetol side effects? I've seen some nausea and some headache, but not you know, in general, they're pretty well tolerated.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. I haven't seen anything major. I mean, anxiety, headache, sort of the two main ones that I've seen, but nothing beyond with, you know, nothing where they would have to discontinue the nonsense.
1: Yeah. And full disclosure, as you know, I was involved in some of the studies and, you know, the efficacy and safety did look pretty good for these new medications. But as you say, clinical experience is still early days.
0: Yeah, and know was a really good um, meta analysis in the Annals of Internal Medicine. that also basically showed the can say anything you just said.
1: Great. Thank you. Uh, thanks for everybody for joining us today. It's been a pleasure. And thank you, uh, Dr. Shaw, for your insights.
0: You've been listening to CME on ReachMD. This activity is jointly provided by Global Learning Collaborative, GLC and Total CME LLC and is part of our Minute CE curriculum. To receive your free CME credit or to download this activity, go to reachmd.com slash CME. Thank you for listening.